All right, it's Coach Theo at FMU Faith Fitness Farm. Check it out. The story with my good friend, AC, Anthony Coleman, college roommate, best buddy. We went off different paths for a while, and now we're back walking the same journey, pursuing Jesus, learning about him, and sharing him. We related his story at church to the story of Samson, the flaw of pride, and how to get over that so we can fulfill God's purposes. So we have a different episode with the story of Samson. You can go back, listen to that one. For now, tune in to AC's Powerful Testimony. And okay. there's people here. I'm even live in the studio, man. There's probably going to be people coming over here trying to talk to me while I'm doing this. So <laughs> that's just how I roll with the podcast. But all right, bro, my biggest thing, man, is we got to try to capture your story. So basically, for anyone that's listening, we did an awesome interview style testimony Sunday at church. And I wish I would have recorded it because it came out perfect. But we're going to get it right now, man. So, Coleman, what we want to do is we want to, we'll talk about how you and I met. We'll talk about where you're at right now. Then we're going to just, I love the story that you shared about when you felt that zap. And then we won't forget to tell about how you keep, I guess, progressing in your faith nowadays, because that's powerful too. People need to hear that. Mm -hmm. So, when we met, we were in college. And I was telling people that I remember the first time I met you, you helped me walk on the wrestling team. And then you were also the first one that saw me and said, hey, man, you're going to be Theo. I was walking up those stairs after that uh, wrestling practice, and you were like, you're a Theo. And no one knew me as Theo then. And now that's all anyone calls me. But so many good stories with you. We haven't always been Christians. Where are you at right now? Tell people uh, marriage, kids, job. Um, so uh, wife, Angela, and I, uh, we live in North Ridgeville, Ohio. Um, we have two kids, twins, a uh, seven-year-old. Um, they're in second grade. Uh, um, they're a blessing. Um, we own a business called Care Patrol, and uh, we help families navigate senior living. We help families find independent living, assisted living, uh, memory care, nursing homes, uh, in-home care, and just generally um, help them kind of navigate the whole you know, elder care journey. Um, we've been in business now for about five years. Um, it's been, uh, it's a good company. Um, you know, we do good work. We really enjoy it. So that's a great service because that's hard for people to even make those decisions and even know where to go. Mm -hmm. And you help them. You're like the, you're like the one that gives them peace of mind and can show them and share those resources. It's really cool. How long have you guys been doing that, man? It's been a few years. Yeah, it's been five. It's actually, will be five come January. Um, January 1st, 2022, it'll be five years. It's awesome. And now your background, you were a state champ wrestler. Were you yep. undefeated? Were you undefeated your senior year? I was not. I had four losses, actually. Uh, first four tournaments of the year, I lost in the finals, four runner-up finishes, and then the last four tournaments of the year, the league, the sectional districts and state, um, I was first. But it wouldn't have been – I wouldn't have probably ended up that way if I didn't – if I hadn't have lost in the beginning of the year. Those losses really taught me some, some key things that um, helped me to make adjustments later in, in the year. So um, I know that's a different – whole different podcast topic altogether. Yeah, sweet but, uh, um, so I had four losses, but I was state champ. Uh, I was an all American at high school nationals. I was getting looked at by some colleges. Um, you know, went to Cleveland state, obviously that's how you and I met yeah. in college. Um, and I think at that point, you know, I grew up Catholic, um, mom, um, you know, my aunts, my grandma, grandpa, 
we were, you know, I, I was raised, you know, in the Catholic environment, Catholic school. I was confirmed Catholic. And, um, you know, it laid a good foundation for me with my faith. But uh, it was never relational for me. It was more just something that we did, part of our family. Um, and then obviously when I went to college, um, I drifted away from my faith. And then even after college, you know, drifted even further away from my faith, um, you know, and, um, you know, I, I saw that you kind of caught fire in college, um, you know, kind of changed the way, you know, you were acting, the decisions you were making. Um, and, you know, always kind of wanted to learn a little bit more about what you had going on, really, honestly, um, you know, even though we kind of disconnected for a number of years, but I think God had a way of bringing us back together. Um, yeah, and, we did uh, connect for a few years. Yep. Um, different journeys. Yep. And then three years ago, really, Easter, um, you know, uh, it's really kind of when, you know, I, I felt, you know, I, I felt the Holy Spirit come on me. And, and we, my wife and I was always, you know, kind of nagging at me to go to church. She wanted to go to church. I never wanted to go. We went at wait, Christmas wait, time. Wait, wait, wait. We learned in the Samson of st the story of <laughs> Samson. It's called press hard. He says the ladies pressed them hard, not nagging. Did you see that? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's funny. All right, good. So, she, so yeah, she was pushing she, you. She pressed me hard, right? And so we went Christmas, and you know, I, I felt a little something that year during Christmas that I I didn't feel before. You know, yeah. just to you know, learning about the birth of Jesus and really kind of connecting with that. You know, being you know 36, 37 years old at the time, which is weird, yeah. um, but I kind of felt a rekindling, so to speak, kind of leading into Easter. Um, we went to church on, on Easter Sunday and, um, towards the end of the service, uh, you know, after a great sermon, a great message, um, you know, they asked if anybody needs prayer and I felt almost like I got shoved and I turned around and nobody was behind me. It was really weird. And my, I looked at my wife and she kind of, she's like, go, go up there. Yeah. You know? So I went up to the front and, uh, the gentleman that was up there just so happened to be the, uh, the, the, the head preacher's, uh, son-in-law. Um, he put his hands on me. He started praying and I felt like I got, got zapped, like shocked, electrocuted. Um, and and it, I just felt something inside me change, like in my heart physically. And um, when I walked out of church that day, um, I, I, I started to feel differently. I started to think about my thoughts. I started to really take an inventory of, you know, what I was doing whether it was, it was good, whether it was not good, what I was thinking, you know, how I was, I was talking to other people, what, what were my motives? And, and like, I used a word when we, we talked on su on Sunday that I, I almost kind of felt a little yucky. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I loved when you said that, man. Yeah. So it's almost like you felt like you woke up and scales were removed and you started seeing things differently and you started capturing your thoughts and actually thinking about what you were thinking. And, I love when you said you felt yucky because at first when you recognize who we really are compared to Christ, we are yucky. And then the, I love when you share that you were zapped, you felt something, you felt the nudge, and then the story starts to unfold. So after that experience, all right, let's see, after that experience, you felt like something was changing, but what were you struggling with before this experience? You talked a little bit about anger and mental cobwebs that you just had to clean out. Tell people a little bit about your old self and now that shift started to take place. Right. I, you know, struggled a lot with anger and anxiety. And, um, you know, in college, there's a lot of partying that goes on. And, 
you know, um, you know, you can choose to, to stay disciplined or you could choose to, to partake or indulge in some of the party. And, and, um, you know, in college, I, I kind of just, you know, to party to start smoking, smoking marijuana. Yeah. And, um, you know, then I kind of found that it would chill me down a little bit. It would kind of help me to find, um, you know, some, some moments of calm and moments of happiness, which, it then kind of turned into something I almost did medicinally and I justified doing it because, um, I felt that it was helping me, um, you know, to deal with my anger and to deal with my anxiety, um, instead of really doing the deep hard work that really was necessary that, you know, really I ended up finding when I feel like I, I got zapped and, and finally received the gift of the Holy spirit yeah. and kind of surrendered to that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and pretty much from the time, 21, 22 years old, all the way till 36, 37. I, I, you know, I, I smoke marijuana every day. Yeah. And, you know, even though I, I felt like I was productive, I was always exercising. I always, you know, w- was very, fairly mindful of what I, what I was eating. Um, you know, successful in business, successful as a husband and as a father, right. I was using, I was using that, you know, to help me deal with things that really I could only figure out and work through by developing a relationship, um, you know, with Jesus, reading the Bible, digging into the word and, and really fully surrendering to what he has to offer us yeah. as human beings. Oh my goodness, man. Dude, I get chills. I get chills because I know I knew you when we knew each other so well, we were like best pros in college and we did everything together and we got in trouble together and we traveled every weekend together and we were partying together and then we got disconnected and then to see how God brought us back. And I remember the first time you walked into the sermon night we did here and just seeing that you were starting to think about it. Then you told me the story of getting zapped. And even right now though, I hear it and I still get chills because I know, I know the old Coleman and you know, the old Theo. And we both know that the only reason why we transformed is because of the, the power of Christ. And so I love that you're sharing these details for people to understand uh, who you used to be and that it's only because of him. When you shifted and you really had to work on your thoughts, the anger, the frustration, the anxiety, uh, you had to do deep work. You're a disciplined dude. You're a successful dude, a champion, successful business. You've run other businesses, too you know what it takes and you share that it's easy to fall back to your default self. So just like you did on Sunday though, people need to hear, man, you felt yucky. It wasn't easy. How do you keep renewing your mind daily? So you keep walking this walk. So it started by, you know, once I felt that, you know, literally we went to church every Sunday and, you know, you know, we miss every once in a while now, you know, for traveling or, you know, if we have stuff going on, you know, but, you know, going to church on Sunday, I think really is only a supplement. It's a multivitamin, so to speak. You need to do other things daily, not just on Sunday. And um, in order to stay disciplined, you know, I I think, you know, for me personally, I stay in the word, you know, in the morning, the first thing I do when I wake up, you know, I get the cobwebs out of my eyes. Um, You know, I I, I have a routine in the morning that I I stick to. Um, It involves, you know, reading, reading the Bible I'm going through you know, actually trying to read the Bible in a year right now. And, uh, there's a devotional that goes with it. And, um, you know, I spend probably 30 minutes of, of, of every morning, first thing, you know, reading the old Testament, you know, reading the new Testament, going through a devotional to kind of tie everything together. And, um, 
you know, and then and spending time, you know, in, in prayer, you know, being, uh, you know, you know, in adoration, obviously being very thankful for God, for creating the world, creating Adam and Eve, for giving, you know, you know, me an opportunity to be a human, um, you know, asking for forgiveness for, you know, for my sins, routine sins, sins, something maybe that I messed up on the day before, um, you know, being thankful, thankful for everything that we have. And then, um, you know, obviously then praying for other people, people that are sick, people that don't have um, a relationship with Jesus. They have felt compelled by the Holy Spirit so that they can get, um, you know, kind of feel a little bit of what I got going on right now, because I, I, I think a lot of people are missing that. So I, I spend time reading the word in the morning. I spend time praying. Um, and then throughout the course of the day, too, I try to find little little moments, whether I'm in the car and it's just putting some putting some good, you know, Christian music on or just turning the radio off and just looking looking around and just being an appreciation of, you know, the wonderful life we have. And um, I find the more that I do that, the more grounded I am, the more disciplined I am, the less anger I feel, the less anxiety I feel, the better I am, the more I have to offer other people. Um, you know, and, and just being that servant, you know, and, and yeah. trying to do what God put me here to do anyways. Yeah. You're really big on gratitude. You always talk about that and giving thanks and, and it shifts your brain, your brain and your mind to a different attitude. Now we talk about taking all thoughts captive and being, making them obedient to Christ. And it's a renewal process every single second, because you mentioned on Sunday, you can easily, and same here, go back to the old Anthony Coleman and the old Theo, if we're not doing these things. So we always tell people like, it's not about works. We, that's not what we're preaching, but what we're preaching is God doesn't want us to be the same. And it takes discipline to get out of this distracted world and keep our mind focused on him to keep changing those thought patterns. And that's what you're really good at because you have a disciplined mindset and you know, it takes that deep work and it's not just church on Sundays. Plus we always hanging around like-minded people. It's really, really important, man. You're around Christians. I'm around Christians. We're polishing each other in iron, sharpens iron, and we keep each other, each other focused on, on the ultimate goal of following his lead. So I love the takeaways, though, of just knowing that you can't just expect that that moment when you got zapped, everything was going to change and nothing was going to go back to how you used to be if you didn't do any work. Like, it takes deep work from that moment on to let the Holy spirit lead you every single day. I think some people want to feel the presence of the Lord, but they're like checking off the box on Saturday or Sunday, going to church and then they just leave and it's back to their old life and they don't feel him at all. And they're wondering why. And they don't know why he's not answering prayers, whatever, but it's like, you got to be in a relationship and it's huge. It's huge, brother. Dude, you captured everything. Perfect. Just like you did on Sunday. Um, I absolutely love that. We compared your story a little bit to Samson because he struggled with pride and we all have it and it's hard to see and you work on slashing it every single day and your life's on a totally different journey now, man. It is. And the crazy part is that, you know, the hardening of the heart isn't something that happens in one day. Um, it's happened over time and, you know, trying to then reverse the process and soften the heart can often be a huge challenge and pride can really make the softening of the heart a lot more difficult and a lot more challenging, but, you know, humbling yourself, being a servant, being thankful, being grateful, um, you know, taking your thoughts captive, um, you know, hanging around like-minded people, putting disciplines in place, 
Yeah. And just knowing that he's always there. He's yeah. that silent accountability partner. No matter what, he always knows what you're thinking. Yeah. You can hide your thoughts from other people, but you can't hide them from him. Right. So right. the only way to really, truly soften um, it, it is to take inventory and, uh, you know, to be obedient to what he wants you to do. And, and then you can really, truly find, you know, moments of joy, which will hopefully then lead to more moments of joy, which will lead to, you know, joy all the time. And, yeah. you know, ha- happiness, everybody's like, well, I want to be happy, but you know, happy, happiness is what happens. You know, people react to things and they think that, you know, they're, they're going to be happy. You know, it, joy is a completely different thing than happiness. Right. Happiness, right. happy, happiness is not what we're after. We're after joy. And the only way that you can really truly find joy is, is to have a soft heart and, and, you know, and, and to be, to be the best version of yourself and to serve other people. So, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, I love it's it, important. Man. And then, and the one thing I see, and this is what uh, is so cool, is now that your life has shifted and you've experienced it, you share it with other, others. And I love that. I see you talking to other people, sharing your story, and just like, hey, like it ain't easy, but you have to keep pursuing them and you start to figure it out. And you're different now than three years ago when you got zapped and even compared to last year. And you're going to be different next year because you keep pursuing him. And people look up to you. You have an awesome story. You have a lot of talent. A lot of success people love that especially guys but then when you can tell them why you know and you can point back to well what this is why and guess what even a few years ago when you were successful but you didn't have the joy in your heart now you do and this is why and i think that's so cool for people to hear that's why we had to capture this and share this no it's awesome man it's daily every day you know you got to work hard at it every day it's not always easy um but it's it's it's, it's the right way to be yeah Dude, I love it, man. I think we got it. This is awesome. So thank you for taking time to, to share this. And, you know, I always tell people that are listening, if they heard something today that someone else needs to hear to share it, because there are people we know, especially guys, that think they can do it on their own and they'll keep trying. And we both know it's not possible. Like you need to surrender, deny yourself. And without Jesus, um, it's just going to be a lot of wasted time and energy. You know, mm-hmm. no, it's, it's, it's too hard to do on your own yeah. and it's not that, and it's not that much fun. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> awesome. Dude, listen, I'm about to um pause this before I do the anything else, man. Um, Do you want to say, I don't want to cut this off. If you have anything else that's on your heart or mind. Oh, no, I really don't. Um, I think we covered a lot of it. You know, um, maybe I missed a few little things that I said or said some things differently, but I, I feel like, you know, oh, that's good. you got the gist of it. And if I can, you know, help one person, you know, that's out there listening to this, um, you know, take, take inventory, you know, inventory, take notice um, yes, yes. to, to d- dig a little deeper and to pursue a little harder then, you know, it, it's, it's all worth it. And uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm always, you know, available to talk with anybody about my journey and to help, you know, people, people figure out, you know, what, what could work for them and, um, you know, try to point them in the right direction. I don't have all the answers, but, you know, I, I love to try to help and serve other people too. So whatever I can do to help, I'm here as well. Dude, that's awesome, man. That is perfect. Amen to that. Your story, their story matters, dude. Everyone's got a story and stories matter. Mm -hmm. 